Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 166, not 666 as you would expect after last night, it's episode 166, it's the Ines Wolves podcast, I'm your host Nathan Judah, I'm here with Mr. Joe Edwards, when I say here I mean, you know, socially distanced, one metre plus, or probably one and a half thousand metres, <laughs> ten thousand, maybe one hundred thousand metres plus, because you're in Wolverhampton, Joe, after a long night in Sheffield, not a night to remember, uh, what a difference a week can make, third we were talking about, can they finish third a week ago? Uh, no, no they can't. They can't finish fourth and they probably can't finish fifth now as well. In fact, we're looking at whether they can finish sixth, seventh, eighth or, goodness me, ninth. Um, it's all gone a bit doom and gloom, um, as, as was the weather last night. I want you to spread um, a ray of light, uh, a little bit of, a, 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 a bit of hope, a bit of happiness. Uh, Joe, just give me, give me some, I need some motivational phrase, some pep talk, something that's going to stop me being sad, being emotional, crying into my pillow, and genuinely being very, very distressed. Well, I think you've come to the wrong person. I have, haven't I? I mean, <laughs> you are literally suicide watching a lot of the time, so I don't know what you're like after last night. And that's before you even got in the stadium. Yeah, oh, God. I, I, bet, I bet you wish you'd been turned away now. Tell the peeps who haven't heard about what happened last oh, night. Oh, God, so... I turn up. Yeah, this 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 is a bit of comedic value. This will probably cheer you up a bit. But oh, I turn up, and at Sheffield United, um, it's a bit unconventional um, than the other stadiums. Of course, you have your temperature checked um, upon arrival. Yeah, yeah. But they do it while you're sat uh, in your car, so you just drive up um, to to get your pass, and and then they do it while you're in the car. And um, oh right, okay, okay, interesting. So. Beep 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 beep. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Oh. Ne- never good that. Beep beep beep. Never good. Never I mean, good. You said when you were going through um, through customs on the way to Espanol on the way back, yes. you, you got away with it, and all of a sudden beep 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 beep. Yeah. Sniffer dogs and game over. I mean, well, a lot of people didn't see you for a couple of days, but we bailed you out. This time you're in trouble. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They they said, "Oh, oh, you too, I." I went, oh, God, I thought I'd drove, you know, an hour, hour and 40 minutes for nothing. Yeah. And um, What was your temperature? I, I don't know, they, they didn't disclose the temperature, Ooh. which was Ooh. also quite controversial. Interesting. But, but they said, uh, sir, do you have your car heating on? Mm. Um, and luckily, well, whatever, which way you look at it, I did um, to try and demist the windows because of all the rain. Um, yeah. The baby pull pull over to one side. Uh, I took my jacket off just in case. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was right time temperature wise, and yeah. Uh, yeah, managed to get in. Managed to just about sneak in. Whether that was a good thing or a bad thing in in the grand scheme of things, then uh, it's happened to interpretation. But uh, yeah, it was a bit touch and go as to whether I was going to get into the ground at one point. It's always nervous, isn't it, when you get pulled over and you stopped, and then you, and, and you think the worst, don't you? Absolute worst. Yes, I can remember. Um, Back in the day, kind of like um, I guess I'm going off at a tangent, but people enjoy a good off tangent tangent story, you know, especially when you know people people are a little bit disappointed from last night. Um, I can remember when um, I was about I'm going to say about 23, 24, 23 ish, 23 ish, mm. and I'm going through the change as they say. Where I'm so what, what's from, that? Two decades ago. A good good two decades ago. You're getting better. You're getting, <laughs> yeah, getting better at this. And uh, you know, I'm going through the change. So you know, I'm 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 losing a bit of weight. I'm, I've gone from 21 stone. I'm more like 16 stone now, 16-ish at this point. So you know, I've lost about five stone. Feeling pretty good. Seeing a little a little lady, uh, one of one of my friends, one of my friend's sisters actually. Um, oh, controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, went to go and see her. 
for like for like a night out. She introduced me to all her mates. Bit nervous, but you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm a good-looking girl to be fair to her. So, so I, you know, I want I want to impress. I want to cook. They are n- massive drinkers, and I mean massive drinkers. <laughs> and you're not huge, huge. <laughs> and people who know this is podcast, not a not much of a drinker. Not at all. Might be a drink after a couple of drinks. <laughs> a couple. I'm, I'm, Single figures. You know, uh, people know I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who's ordering seven shots of vodka in Vegas and one shot of water, and I, I'm definitely the one who's putting it on. It's like, oh, oh, oh. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Long story short, I, I go out with the, I go out with her and her friends. You know, I make a good impression. They start off on black sambuca chasers. Oh God! Start seven, seven p.m. Seven p.m. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I'm, I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to do my best. I'm, my head's all over the shop. Um, 11 o'clock comes, 12 o'clock comes, 1 o'clock comes. I mean, I'm game over here. But I'm just trying to put on a good impression because, you know, I want to I be in the, in the crowd sort of thing. You know, I want to see this girl, you know, hopefully going forward. We get a black cab back to her place, I think with a couple of the friends. Mate, I literally fall out the taxi and spew all over the taxi, all over her friends, all over <laughs> the pavement, all over it. <laughs> Go to bed, go to bed, obviously separate rooms, not, not great. Don't want to sleep with someone who's puked all over. Uh, you'll get to where I'm coming from the story anyway. Anyway, so, so, so you know, make, make, my, make, make my excuses in the morning, drive back to Hull when I was living there. Um, still not feeling great, but it was the next morning. Um, and then I'm on the M1 driving, wet conditions. I'm in the outside lane. Someone stops in front of me, I start skidding. I go over to my left because that's the only thing I can, you know, I, I can move over to. Car on my left-hand side, so I have to smash it my old Volkswagen GTI into the central reservations on the middle of the M1, pouring down with rain. Then I have to drive it across massive traffic jam to the other side, wait for the police to come, and then I'm start. And then I'm like, bloody hell! I must have had about eight sambukas last night, about twenty, pa- about you know, twenty drinks. I'm absolutely. And then so I'm, I'm, I'm. Cl- people have seen my car, whatever. I've got water bottles everywhere. I'm trying to get dregs of water bottles. I'm, I'm crapping it, hoping that they come, that they're going to breathalyze me, that they're going to take everything going. And uh, anyway, they came and uh, didn't even breathalyze me. But I, I think I was okay. <laughs> but it's that nervous energy. It's that nervous energy that, that uh, makes you think the worst case scenario, like you're not going to get in the stadium or, or you know, you're not going to get home or you're going to be in a cell overnight. Suffice to say, I never saw the girl again. Never replied to any of my texts, to be fair. <laughs> if you're watching Cindy anywhere, you know, it's great, great to see you know, Cindy, meet up any time, then I'm, I'm a married man now, so I can't, I can't speak. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, like I say, going off on a tangent. So, so Joe, but you know, you cut, you cooled down. You, you got yourself, you got yourself sorted, and uh, and got yourself into Bramall Lane. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great, was it, mate? It no, it was, it, it wasn't great. Um, I mean, obviously. I've had this conversation with a few friends, and you know, obviously, Acquaint- very, acquaintances. Let's not yeah, get crazy. Yeah, um, but obviously, in a very privileged position uh, to be to be going to these games when obviously fans can't go. Um, but kind of, you know, you can, having been there, they're a tough watch. They are um, the lack of Wolves or Sheffield United. Well, just not just in general. Um, you know, they just it's the lack of fans just does harm the game it harms the tempo harms the kind of intensity um it, it's very difficult to get up for it um from my perspective so i mean it must be difficult for the players as well um but kind of hold it held at hope that last night that okay there might be a decent performance here to just kind of lift the spirits and make it a bit easier um 
Because football isn't the same without fans. But hopefully, after that Arsenal defeat, we'll see him all up-tempo, yeah. in-your-face yeah. kind of performance to kind of get us kind of... While it's not the same, it's something to, to cheer about. And uh, it never happened. And, and that, that was disappointing because, you know, Sheffield United, as I said last night, they're a good team. That They've got a very good system. They know it off by heart. And they deserve to be where they are. But... They're not world beaters. No. Wolves have made them look better than they are. Yeah. They did the same with Arsenal. And, and the, the thing is now with Wolves, they thrived last season, more so last season. They still kind of have this season as the underdog. When they play the big teams, they tend to raise their game. They really kind of match them. And when they've played the likes of Man United, and Manchester City is the, is the obvious example. They've raised their game and picked up big results. Yeah against the teams at the bottom of the table when they're expected to win, nine times out of ten, the quality is won out. You know, Wolves have been expected to win a game of football and they've done it. Yeah, yeah. When it's kind of in the balance against those teams against them, most times this season they've failed, which mm-hmm. which is a bit alarming, to be honest. I mean, we talked about the Molyneux record... They've won six at home and five of those are against teams in in the in the bottom five or bottom six. Sorry, so that's that's something. But they, it's even kind of translating to on the road now. Yeah. Um. You know, you you've got games here against Arsenal and Sheffield United. Their teams in and around you. You know, their teams that aren't better than you. You know, they're, they're there to be beaten. I mean, at least we saw Wolves kind of match. Sheffield United up and go with that 3-4-3 and have a bit more attacking impetus from the start but when they needed that fresh injection in the second half they just decided not to do it um, I don't think it's just on the shoulders of, of Nuno I mean I think he has tactically made mistakes in the past couple of games I think he'll admit that as, as much as these players are developing and learning all the time Nuno is the same you know, you know what I mean he'll be striving for more sure, and more sure. each day Um but it's not just on new now. I think the players themselves need to show a bit more ambition. Um, do you feel they've been distracted? Do you feel they've been distracted by the Champions League talk? Do you, see, do you feel they've been distracted and maybe unsettled by certain clubs uh, targeting players and coming out and speaking mm. about about targets? Do you think that uh, that maybe um, they've had their, their heads turned slight in the last couple of weeks? It's always been mentioned, but I think that with uh, with the end of the season, with with people starting to make plans, with 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 European games coming thick and fast, with um, with uh, Champions League connotations, with you know, with players looking to to get a payday for the rest of the career, do you feel that all that might have might have maybe distracted them by maybe three, four, five percent, which is all it takes when it's an evenly matched game for it to become a, a draw or a win to a to a defeat. I think there is a chance of that. I think there is an, an argument for that. Um, I mean, they'll tell you that they never talk about it and they never look at the table. I mean, I think as players, you've, you've got to be looking at it. You've got to know what the situation you're in. You know, Wolves aren't thinking they're 15th. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not silly. Yeah. They, they know kind of where they are. Um, I, I just think, just a bit of belief. I just think, you know, these teams are there to be beaten. Wolves have got genuine quality. And something that I've seen on social media over the past few days, which is which is a valid valid point, is that look where we were three or four years ago. Um, I don't really think that that is kind of a, 
an argument you should really bring into it though. Like, I think it's kind of got past that point now. Wolves are putting the legwork for 75-85% of this season. This is the crunch running. This is where you kind of earn your salt. And, you know, you don't want to undo what has been done for 75%, 80% of the season, as we say. Wolves have spent £250 um, under Fawson. That, that you know, the club is completely transformed. So saying where they were four years ago to now, yes, there is a point to be made, but this is a different club going for completely different things. And Wolves, at their best, should be finishing sixth or seventh or sixth. They should be finishing sixth or fifth or something like that. They've had the season, they've had the the results, and had they put it together for ninety minutes on a consistent basis, that they should be there because they've got the quality to do it. Um, so that's why results like Sheffield United and results like Arsenal, when they've registered only one, one shot on target in each game, are incredibly disappointing because we know that Wolves are capable of better. I just think players, uh, you know, I, th- I think Raul Jimenez is kind of trying to do a bit too much. He's obviously getting frustrated because he's not getting a lot of the ball and he's doing that thing where you kind of drop deep and then look wide and then trying to... And then he's not between the posts where he's most effective. Then you've got the likes of Jota who is trying a bit too hard because we know what he's like when he hasn't scored a goal for a bit. He's just trying a bit too hard, maybe holding onto the ball for too long at times. And Traore, once you kind of use him three, four, five times, we saw Sheffield United, fair play to him, did crowd him out pretty effectively, but it gets it gets predictable. And um, something needs to, to be done to kind of freshen things up. Hopefully there'll be more trust in, in the substitutes over the next few weeks. Because uh, that, that, that's, that's been an issue. But um, make no mistake about it. Something needs to be uh, raised. A spark is needed. Because we just don't want to see what has been a fantastic season. And Wolves are still in a brilliant position. But you don't want to just see it undone. Because, you know, a sticky patch when it really matters. Yeah, you, you can't be... You cannot be immune to criticism. If you want to yeah. be perennial challengers for the top six, top seven, for the European spots, they have come through incredibly quickly. They've done an amazing job. Nuno's been superb and will continue to be superb and will continue to get things right because that's what great managers do. However, you are not immune from criticism no. if you want to achieve the very best uh, and compete against the very, very best in not only the Premier League, but European football. What, we, what, what needs to, to be said, though, from that point of view, and there was criticism, criticism last night, and there was criticism after the Arsenal game, and I think quite rightly so, when you're not having shots on target at the rate that, that, that re- really is, is a concerning rate, that the lack of shots, I think, in the game, is Wolves haven't been great to watch. And they actually haven't been great to watch since the restart. Let's be truthfully yeah. honest and brutally honest. The Bournemouth game wasn't a great watch. The no. Villa game wasn't a great watch. The West Ham game was a decent watch, especially the second half. But they have not, they, they have not played particularly well in this restart. Now, that could be a number of factors. And I'm not expecting them to hit full throttle after 14, 15 weeks without football. No one expects that. However, it does say something... When you look at the the recruitment, and you look at um, you look at Catroni, um, and you look at um, uh, who's I forgot who's the, def- who's the defender. Vallejo, I'm back now. Vallejo, and then Pedent now. And I understand people are saying is Pedent another Catroni? Well, I mean, take the position out. Is there a trust issue there? 
I don't think there's a trust issue there. We haven't seen enough of, of, of Danielle. But at the same time, why make this song and bloody dance of getting him back and, and making sure that he is okay, even though even though um, quarantine rules, if you were doing it to the letter of the law, would have him miss that game, potentially missing Everton as well. But he's done the tests, they've proved it, they've sent the documentation, he was allowed to be on the bench for a game that's crying out for someone on the right-hand side last night, especially when Adama Traore does his shoulder in. Or come play on either side, he can play on the left. You've got no Pedro Neto there. Surely, surely, surely that is the person you're going to bring on. And at the same time, if you're Danielle, what are you thinking? Bloody hell, I've signed here, I've come back, I've obviously had to deal with an issue, I've come back, I've got on the bench um, in, in special circumstances. Goodness me, I tell you what, last half an hour, this game's here to be won. Fancy my chances here, no Neto on the bench. Oh, sorry, Dendonka, see you later. Triori dislocates your shoulder after 90 seconds, not the same person. And he's still not even getting a minute of action. I do not understand that. No, I don't either. Um, no, I don't, I don't have the answer for that. It's um, just one that, yeah, is surprising. It kind of flummoxed me, really, that it wasn't brought on at all. Um, he was warming up um, for a good half hour. Um, him, Gibbs White, Vinagra. Oscar Burr Rasmussen was warming up for a good half an hour. He knows it wasn't getting on in that game, you know. No, it's, it's, you know, you, got, the, you know they, they were all kind of. I thought, oh, well, they were all warming up. There's got to be at least one or two. Yeah. And um, it, just, it just didn't happen. I, I don't know if it's. That well, Denjonka substitution to me showed uh, what both managers wanted out of the game. Yeah, well, yeah. Said, look, let's take a draw. Let's just get out of it. Let's live to fight another day. Sheffield United, no thanks. We're going to go. We've got nothing to lose here. We want to be playing Europa League football next season. We're going to go for it. We've got nothing to lose. And Sheffield United deserved to win that game last night. Forget about the weather. Forget about the circumstances. Wolves created little to nothing. Um, you know, a Nevis free kick that hit the crossbar. But apart from that, it was pretty insipid. Well, Sheffield United weren't creating a great deal up front, so they replaced the two strikers, which, you know, fair enough. Um, yeah. You know, they brought on Zivkovic and Moussa, and they added something, you know, their, their pace and their kind of direct nature just kind of put Wolves on the back foot. And I know Wolves haven't got the, you know, the blessed with the most amazing options on the bench, but you don't really know until you've seen them. You know, how can you judge uh, Daniel Pedence? until you've seen um, a lot of time from him. The same with Leo Campana. Like, I, I know he's, he's, a, he's only played in the Ecuadorian League and things like that, but he's a full international. And Raul barely had a kick last night. And if it's the last five minutes, why not kind of put him on just to help Raul or just kind of pump balls into the box? You know, Campana, what is he, 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six six yeah. It's not necessarily... In, in line of Nuno's kind of tactical way of thinking, but sometimes you've just got to kind of get rid of the kind of the tactical force and just kind of chuck the kitchen sink at, you know, sink at it and just try and get a win or just be a bit more adventurous. Um, so it's just disappointing. Hopefully we'll see some sort of involvement for Pardence against Everton. But as we say, um, the, the record so far shows that he probably won't be used, so... Um, hopefully the trend is booked because he's a £17 million signing he was playing for Olympiacos in the Champions League earlier on this season and tearing apart Tottenham in in one of the games so he's obviously got quality Um, we just want to see 
Um, so just looking, just looking at the Premier League table as it stands at this moment in time. Um, look, Champions League, third, fourth, and I think fifth as well is 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 out of the question now. I know Manchester United play Villa tonight. If, if Villa beat Manchester United, then, then they would still be within in three points. But I, I think Champions League has got it's gone now. It's gone unless they're yeah. in the Europa League. Yeah. So that's that's the, for me the best chance Wolves have got now. We're winning the Europa League, and that's such a shame after these two games and two games that you know Arsenal Arsenal didn't play great. They weren't no. great. Sheffield United weren't great. And I think that's the frustrating thing. If you've, if you've run into a, a stunning Liverpool or, or a great Manchester City or a flying Tottenham, you yeah. know, then you, know, you, you hold your hands up. They, they play better. But the fact that these two sides, you know, I know Arsenal come out of a couple of wins or whatever, but they, they'd started the restart poorly. Um, and I don't think it was anything special on the day. Sheffield United weren't anything special. So that, that's the real gripe, and I think. And, that, and it's an opportunity missed with, without a shadow of doubt. So they've got to concentrate and look. That there are a lot of people, and, and they're quite rightly in the saying, if you were in the Europa League knockout stages, and hopefully they are, and we'll probably get some clarification today as to where this second leg against Olympiacos is before the Germany tournament, which is at the end of the season. If you were saying, let's say they get through Olympiacos, that you're going to be in the, the quarterfinals of the, of the Europa League, and you're going to be fighting, you're going to be sixth at this moment in time, with four games to play, ahead of Arsenal, ahead of Tottenham, and in a Europa League spot for next season, you'd say, thank you very much, absolutely, I'm, I'm dancing around the bloody houses naked. You would, yeah. you yeah. would, you absolutely would do. But the fact that they've got themselves in this position and they had a little chink, they had a little glimmer um, that, they, that they might get Champions League football is, is genuinely disappointing. So, right, let's put the Champions League to one side. Yes, Europa League, great, win it, great, in it. But let's say from the league positions, the top five have gone. Let's say the top five have gone. Let's move that out the way. So Wolves are sixth, 52 points from 34 games. Sheffield United, seventh, 51 points from 34 games. Arsenal, eighth, 50 points from 34 games. Burnley ninth. Remember, Burnley still got to play Wolves. 49 points from 34 games. And Tottenham, who have still got to play tonight, they're at Bournemouth. So you've got to think they're probably going to get a win. They can move to within a point of Wolves as well if they win their game in hand. So it's very, very tight. Also, very interestingly, on goal difference, which could decide placings, Wolves plus eight. Arsenal plus eight. Tottenham plus eight. So... We talk about the goals, we talk about that they're not scoring enough, they're not creating as much chances. It could come down to goal difference at the end of it. And, um, you know, it's all even-stevens at this moment in time. So I'm looking at the, some of the fixtures. Now, the good thing for Wolves is that this, this weekend, if they can get a win against Everton, and it's a big if with the way that they've been playing, the other game on Sunday is Spurs against Arsenal. So they play each other. Which is great because they're going to, someone's going to take points off someone else or both off, you know, or get a draw, whatever. Arsenal have actually got a stinker of, a, of the next three games. They've got Arsenal, have got Tottenham away, Liverpool at home, Man City at home. So those are some difficult games uh, before they finish with Aston Villa and Watford. Uh, Spurs, of course, have got the the game against Arsenal. They've got a Bourne, they've got Bournemouth tonight. They've got the game against Arsenal on on Sunday. Then they play Newcastle away, Leicester at home and Palace away. So a little bit easier for them, I think. And Sheffield United, they have Chelsea at home, Leicester away, Everton at home, Southampton away. So again, not particularly easy. Wolves have still got it in their hands. For me, for me, Joe, for them to finish sixth or seventh, I think they need to at least get a minimum, a minimum of seven points in their last four games. I think they can get away with two wins, a draw, 
and a defeat. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's probably about right. Um, just a quick note on Arsenal. I think that Man City game's the FA Cup. Um, but, oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, so my that, bad, my bad. Sorry, no, yeah. it's all right. So, 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 yeah, so they've got sorry, they've got so they've got Liverpool, Man City, Villa, and Watford. Yeah, but, but well, Man City's the cup. So top, oh, right, okay. top, so, top, Tottenham, Liverpool, Tottenham, okay. Tottenham, Liverpool, uh, Villa, and Watford. Okay, Tottenham, Liverpool. So it's still difficult games for yeah. them. Um, what what do you think will be enough? I think about seven points. Yeah, we'll probably do it because you're looking at Arsenal, Tottenham. Yeah, um, what as you say, one of them's going to be affected by that. Um, Liverpool, you'd back them to be Arsenal because um, they obviously want to win, win record win points and record points, things yeah. like that. So I think about seven points. You know, if you can get seven points before that Chelsea game, um, yeah. which would be lovely, just to go yeah. into that final day with a nice cushion. But, sure. Um, as we say, Wolves have kind of got to book this trend now against these teams around them. The 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 only real team that they've kind of beat in that pack um, is kind of Southampton, really. Away, uh, uh, you know, as a whole, it, it's they've been and, and Tottenham as well, but they they've been kind of. They've not been performing against the teams around them. The, the kind of these games that could go either way. Everton falls into that bracket. Um, so does Burnley and so does Palace. Um, I think I said before this kind of run. I said these are the big three games, and they're even bigger now. Everton, uh, Burnley, and Palace. Because Burnley, fair play to them, have kept themselves within a within a little bit of a shout of of Europa. But yeah. I think ultimately. Those three teams are going to be in the middle of the pack, um, and this is where you really earn your salt now. Um, these two results haven't gone the way anybody would have wanted. Uh, it's the manner of them which has been the, the most uh, disappointing. Because you talk about kind of being valiant in defeat, you look at that Spurs one at Molyneux, and you look at that Liverpool one at Molyneux. Yeah, you lost on the day, but you were quite optimistic. It was good performances. You could kind of. You know, Nuno speaks about it a lot. It's about the performance more so than the results. I mean, whether he actually believes that, I don't know. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, you can take you could take a lot of heart from those performances, not from these last two. So you've got to get a response, a big response. Everton. I don't know if you watched them the other night against Spurs. That was absolutely turgid as oh, well. Oh, it was. Well, it was turd. <laughs> yeah, turgid. It, it was absolute cack. <laughs> so. You know, you've got to think they'll be looking for some sort of response. But um, you, you just got to not... I mean, Everton looked like a team just completely devoid of belief and ambition. Um, Wolves have looked a team devoid of belief and ambition in these last two games. So you've got to avoid falling into that trap again. Yeah. Raise the standard. Dictate the game as as Wolves can. Because if, if you fall into that trap that Everton want you to fall into, then it could easily be another bore, nil-nil, or, yeah. or or they could even sneak a win because Wolves look a bit ropey at the back you know, in, in these last couple of games. They're conceding chances, they're giving the ball away cheaply. So don't fall into that trap. They've got to start games quicker. Six first halves now without scoring a goal. We all know that Wolves are the worst first-half team in the league. It's time to start booking the trends. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we talk about sixth and seventh in Europa League as well. There is a, there is a, um, a potential of Wolves finishing eighth. Now, we all don't want them to finish eighth. We want them to finish sixth or seventh. But 
if this Manchester City ban is upheld, and we should get the results of that, I think... Monday? Yeah, I think it's early next week. It's supposed to be Monday, I think. With an FA Cup winner likely to come, well, it is going to come from the big four, um, providing that Tottenham finish above Wolves, then eighth will be, if that's if Tottenham win it, I don't think Tottenham are going to win it, but um, eighth will be enough for Europa League football next season as well. So it's not the end of the world... Uh, for these teams to be to be clawing to clawing, you know, positions and points back for Wolves, but at the same time, we really want to be finishing sixth or seventh. It's been a great season. They just don't want to tail off and finish on a sour note, do they? No, and something to consider if they finish eighth is the fact that that we'll be going to Northern Ireland in bloody yeah, July. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it'll be like you know the the Premier League season will finish. Uh, at the end of July, you've got the Europa with um, Olympiacos, which is August, going to be on yeah. on the fifth or the sixth. And then mm-hmm. if they get past that, then it could be all the way up to the twentieth. Sure, you know if the or the twenty second, whatever it is, if they got to the final, then, then yeah. you'd got you'd got to think that the Europa qualifiers would start in early September. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So they'd have a, like a two week break, which would just be after this past season would be the last thing really yeah. that Nuno would want. So. Yeah. They've got to try to avoid that position at all costs, really. You've got to hold on to sixth. Ruddy, or... Oscar Burr, Kilman. Uh, I'm just thinking of the style. Oh, yeah. Morgan Gibbs White. Tyler Perry. Pudence. Oh, yeah. Campania. Yeah, yes. You want to avoid that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, fingers crossed, you know, that you're looking at that, those FA, FA Cup games. I think it's Man City versus Arsenal. Yeah. And. Uh, I think Chelsea and Man United yeah. so, so uh, you know uh, either of those winners uh, eighth is likely going to be open up a place if Man City's bands upheld but, but you um, don't want to go through the qualifiers that's the last thing they all want no. to do they will want to just go straight to the group stage um, yeah. and look like I say they could still be playing Champions League football if they win the Europa League but, but you know um, you've got to think that that's that's still um, odds against. You can't say that that's that's guaranteed to happen by any means. Although Wolves are second favourites to win the Europa League behind Manchester United. Yeah. I had a quick look at the at the odds the other day. Um, you just you you really want that respite, especially from what is going to be a very quick turnaround to start the Premier League season. You could also look at the fact as well, and I think that this is a situation which might end, end up being uh, coming coming true, is that if the Premier League season is to start earlier than what potentially some clubs feel, uh, the likes of Manchester United, Manchester City and Wolves could actually end up starting their season two to three, maybe in game week two or game week three, giving giving teams an extra, an extra week's break because it is going to be such a crazy turnaround. Yeah, yeah. I mean... All things considered, though, you want to hold on to sixth because um, I've got a feeling that Man City could get away with it. So if they get away with it, then you know finishing seventh would likely be the same position. Qualifiers the same as it was last year, and as we say, while you would take that, you know, you what you take a Europa involvement other none, you you want to finish sixth. You, we all know that those qualifiers. You know, a very difficult. It could be in empty stadiums as well. It could be exactly. with no fans whatsoever. I mean, it's even even yeah. less of an appeal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Europa, make no mistake, has lost some of its luster. Um, you know, this kind of mini tournament in Germany. Yeah, it'd be amazing if Wolves won it, of course. But you, you know, imagine doing it. You know, with an, another two or three games at Molyneux. But uh, yeah, finish sixth. That's that's really what you want to want to be doing. Um, just kind of 
make it, make sure of it, and then you've got a free hit in your up league. Who knows what could happen? But um, yeah, that's that's the best outcome you can hope for because Champions League now, yeah, look via the league looks uh, looks out the reach. Okay, let's move let's move the doom and gloom to one side, Joe. Okay, because um, you know we've we've discussed that it's all good. I think we've tried to give fans um, an idea of you know looking forward and, and, and seeing the situation and the um, the table and, and what what Wolves can and can't achieve. I tell you, I tell you what Wolves have achieved, Joe. I tell you what they have achieved. Yeah, they've achieved something very very special. If you when you went to the first game, the first home game of the season uh, from the restart, which was the game against Bournemouth, um, it was, and you walked up the stairs, Joe. And you looked out to the press box and you thought, oh, miss the fans. But you looked to your right-hand side. What did you see? What put a huge smile on your face? The stunning uh, South Bank mosaic. Absolutely incredible. And I know people have seen pictures of this at home um, and on video. It still doesn't do it justice until you see it in person. I really hope that people will get the opportunity to, to see it. The architect, the wizard, the main man himself behind this stunning piece of visual brilliance, oh, Mr. Yeah. Ben Mortimer, a Wolves fan as well from, 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 from age one onwards, um, has just come on the podcast. He spoke to me, Joe, um, yesterday. I had a good chat about, about how the mosaic came to pass. And uh, yeah, this is, this is a little quick interview uh, with the man himself, Mr. Ben Mortimer. Well, I'm delighted, delighted to be joined by graphic designer, Wolves fan, and the crazy mad scientist behind one of the one of the greatest fan mosaics that I've ever seen in my entire life. First of all, a round of applause and welcome to the podcast, Ben Mortimer. Ben Mortimer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Mate, I mean, I've got I've got to admit, right? Obviously. You know, it's, it's been a down 12, 14 weeks, no football whatsoever. Lots of, lots of clubs were, were doing their own thing around, you know, these Zoom screens or cardboard cutouts or whatever, you know, they're all fine. But when I went and walked up those stairs and looked to the South Bank, that is <laughs> something special. It's unbelievable. And I think, I think the fans, I mean, I mean, you know, I think the fans who can see it on TV and, and seen the pictures, great. And I hope, I hope they'll be able to, to, to visit it in the off-season and see it because close up, it is stunning, mate. Stunning. You must, be, you must be very proud to see something like that, being a Wolves fan all your life and seeing something like that at Molyneux. It's just, just astounding. Well, yes. Uh, thanks for the kind words uh, there, um, <laughs> Welcome, welcome, it, mate. It's, um, it's yeah, it, it's been quite incredible, really, from start to finish, um, being associated with the club and... Uh, Doing doing that particular piece of work for the world to see, it's been it's been crazy, really. It's, so, uh, so how how did it all like? How did it come about then, mate? Because you know, obviously we're we're in the full season. All of a sudden, pandemic takes over. When when how did the how did the conversation go with Wolves? And and, and how how did how did the whole idea come about? Well, um, the uh, the initial idea I had was um, I proposed it to the club about doing some prints of. Um, of a we are back piece which i had loads of feedback over on twitter mm. and um I, I contacted russell jones at the at the club and he said i'll tell you, I'll tell you what ben we'll do one better and we'll use this as sort of like as a template for like this mosaic yeah and it was one of those moments where i, <laughs> I had to like i was like okay I'll, let me just sit down for five minutes <laughs> and uh they just said right here's the idea um you know 
produce what artwork you like, basically. And I, uh, so, how did, just, so did you go back into the archives? Because I know they're all they're all. Fun. I didn't realise this really until recently, but they're all from all the players are from different moments of the season. Is that right? Yes, yes. Um, most of them are from. Uh, just celebrations because it's like the most emotion really mm. um, so it's like Bolly at Besiktas uh, Rowland Adama at City uh, Doc team recently at Tottenham you yes. know just, just stuff like that so I just wanted to put that together make it a nice composition and then we just went back and forth uh, over a, f- a few chats with the club and then yeah <laughs> there we are <laughs> I mean it, it is it is absolutely breathtaking. Have you been to Molyneux to see it then? Have you seen it in person? I haven't. I haven't yet, no. Oh, um, mate. I mean, surely they're going to get you to... to I, I know it's all restricted, but you, you've got to go in and see it yourself, <laughs> just, just just to be there. I mean, I'm sure you'll you'll probably be pretty emotional when you see it, see it for yourself. Well, we we were emotional when the initial video launched on Twitter. I mean, that was... The something. video was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, I didn't expect it to be like that. I, I initially thought, you know, they'll do a few drone footage shots and whatnot. I'd, that video really did blow me away. But it's credit to the team that work there. They're, they're a talented bunch. Oh, they are. They're incredible. The media team there are absolutely superb. And like you say, Russell as well is, is a credit to the club. And, and, um, and, you know, obviously being a Wolves fan as well, what, what, have, you, what have your family said to you? What, you know, they, must, they must be as chuffed as you. Well, when they, when they did post the, <laughs> post the video, my phone just blew up. That's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> it was WhatsApp, it was Instagram, Twitter, you name it. It was everything from everywhere. Uh, family members, aunties and uncles, cousins. It was just red hot. The house phone was going, you name it. It was just unbelievable. Because um, you, you've seen, you've seen, of course, other clubs and their own interpretations of it from, from the football you've watched, I'm sure, yeah. on Sky and BT yeah. and whatnot. The club do it right, don't they? And and this just looks a cut above to me. I'm not just saying it because we're a Wolves podcast, but it really is. I've never seen. I haven't seen anything as good as that anywhere in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I, I have kept like a bit of a, a keen eye on certain mosaics in different grounds. Really, um, you know, I mean, some of them are just really bland, quite boring. Mm. And I think Wolves definitely stand out in the regard that they're just the next level. And I, you know, we, and obviously what you, what you just said, we sound biased and whatnot and all that sort of thing, but it, I just think it's it's legit, it's the truth. I just think there's no other no other stand in the country looks like that. And, and if they uh, do, they're probably they probably got their own art teams, and they, and they you know they they're probably bringing these 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 huge graphic design giants to to design it or whatever. The fact <laughs> that they put it back into the fans and back into the yeah. community and the real supporters that that's that's why Wolves are special. That's why they're a family club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the same situation when we did we did the uh, the kit launch for the third kit last year, and it was a similar sort of vibe. It was like you know, it was that back and forth between you know a, a local fan, yeah, a boiled club, and just you know being on the world stage and everybody seeing it now. I mean, the messages I get, I get, I have to like Google tra- Google Translate them. <laughs> really? it's like, yeah. yeah. All from and, Mexico. And those, that's just Portugal. the ones from Wolverhampton. <laughs> well, <laughs> you do your best. You do your best. <laughs> so, so for the for the future, mate, have you got any um any any other projects in the offing, or is it all top secret? You know, I assume you you, you keep close ties with the clubs um throughout throughout the season and the off season. Yes. Um, as far as I know, nothing on the horizon yet. Um, but I'll, I'll 
I'm going to keep those cards on my chest for <laughs> so. No, no special third kits in the offing, mate. No, 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 no. cheeky, nice, nice little. I could do with a little pink number, mate. Nice, nice, little, nice little lilac number. I think I could wear it quite well at the uh, the old watch along at home now. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that the the uh, some of the lads in the uh, would look great in the kit, particularly Adama, I think, and, uh, and mate, Johnny, uh, oh, Johnny yeah. the Cow Prince. <laughs> <laughs> bulging up absolutely can't believe so absolutely, i couldn't agree more um so 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 mate um the big question i'm going to get asked for your prediction for the everton game so we'll go with that first because edward's normally edward's normally pretty close I, I haven't been great this year so so ben mortimer it's everton it's wolverhampton wonders at molyneux can we have a score prediction please i am gonna say wolves 2-0 2-0 love it confident no wobble yes. just get back on it we are. I think. I think Everton are shaky, and I think if we keep that Richarlison quiet, I think, I think we've got a good chance. I think so, mate. And heart of hearts, where do you see where do you see Wolves finishing? What do you reckon? <sighs> tough one, well, isn't it? It's a well, tough one. It, honestly, it's been a dream. <laughs> well, it literally has been just yeah. utter craziness since Nuno came in. So I won't be surprised if we do progress some way or another in the Champions League honestly it, whether it's through the Europa League or the league places I think anything can happen anything, anything can, can happen, happen mate um, and uh, anything has happened because that that fan mosaic is something incredible <laughs> mate and so thank you very much for coming on the potty mate uh, for everybody I really hope you get the chance to see it we will we'll try and take some more pictures I'll take some more Everton uh, just to just to show you but you know this like you said the, the video that Wolves put out um, just does it justice it, it, it's superb and, and I hope that that everyone will get the chance to see it in person and yourself as well Ben so congratulations yes. Yes. mate something to be proud of and uh, we'll see you soon thank you cheers bye bye Ben, thank you very much. Top man indeed. Uh, look, I mean, he's got he's involved with a lot of things at Wolves, uh, Joe, and, and it's great that, that the club involve the fans. It really gives that community feel, and that's so so important, isn't it? Especially in these crazy times. Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, Ben uh, Lobos, they've kind of got um, mm-hmm. a few banners around the ground as well. I mean, spoke to the to the guy behind that before. Of course, he's uh, anonymous, but um, yeah, it's good to see. You know, Wolves recognising you know talented um, fans and talented kind of artists in in, in the community. Um, got Louis, Louise Cobalt doing doing the yeah. fantastic fan covers as well. I mean, it really is a sense of getting the fans involved, and that's why it makes it so special. And I said to Ben, I said to Ben, I'm repeating myself, but you know, when 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 you um, put this out and expedite it to different companies and huge graphic design companies and world renowned companies paying hundreds of thousands of pounds that's not what you want you lose the sense of specialness of of, of, of a real feel for the club and when you've got the fans doing it and, and creating these masterpieces that's why it's so 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 special yeah and it's an incredible thing for the likes of Ben you know to put on his CV as well you know the club are really helping out these you know it, it goes hand in hand they're helping the club and the club are really helping them so uh, well done to Ben and uh, hopefully we'll see more stuff from him going forward because he's a very talented lad indeed. Yeah, well done, Penn. That's for on the podcast, pal, um, and coping with me for seven or eight minutes. Right, okay, <laughs> let's take some uh, let's take some questions from the peeps. Oh, my goodness. 60, 70 questions here we've got, oh Joe. Oh, my God. I've um, got to answer them quickly. A <laughs> little, bit, little, bit, little bit negative, as you can understand. A little bit of a few people fuming, as you can understand. Yeah. Uh, so we'll try and... We'll try and race to them. We're not going to get to everybody today. It's just, it's just an impossibility. It's a virtual impossibility. But I said I'd give you a hug, so I'm giving you... I know you can't see it, but I'm wrapping my hands, literally I'm, around the microphone, giving everybody a hug who's setting questions today. So thank you, in Monster Incorporated style. 
Uh, right, okay, here we go. Steve, Wolf from Bristol. On the plus side, looking at our past two performances, no clubs are going to be putting in any offers for Raul, Adama, Diogo or Ruben. I mean, look, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, yeah. know it's a bit tongue-in-cheek like that on what he's saying. But at the same time, you do have to um, maybe talk about this, is that if, and if the worst-case scenario happened and Wolves did finish outside the Europa League placings and they weren't playing European football next season, that could be a factor for some of the likes of a Raul or a Jota or an Adama if they want to be playing Champions League football because I'm sure that the team they'd be going to would be the cha- playing Champions League football. If they're not playing any kind of European football, that may be, that may be something that they might have to look at and, and that's definitely something that you have, to, you have to consider and could be a serious issue. Yeah, I mean, I think he's saying that if they're playing that bad that Teams might not. Look I know, I know, but you've got to look yeah, at the I don't way think that, that, that's not yeah, that, 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 that look, at, look at Grealish. Stugly suits for Grealish yeah. and Villa well, are terrible. Exactly, they wouldn't, they wouldn't base it off a couple of games. But I think um, on on that kind of point, now I think Nuno has shown in the past couple of games, and some of these players that they're still developing, they're still learning, and they're, they're not quite the finished articles yet. They are very exciting and fantastic. Um, you know, but the, but they they are human. They have they have weaknesses. They have flaws, as we all do. And um, you know, Nuno has been a little bit conservative in these last couple of games. So it's um, I think there's two sides to the coin, um, mate. They've kind of shown their weaknesses, which could potentially put off potential suitors. I don't I don't think that would be uh, something in the grand scheme of things because they take into account more than just two games. But uh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's one to perhaps think about, but I think you know if Wolves get Europe, they're, they're in a good position to keep a hold of uh, of most of their stars, if not all of them. Um, but uh, yeah, get get Europe. That's that uh, Europa League. Uh, that's your that's your safest bet. Yeah. Um... Reggie kind of said as well, don't know if this Champions League talk has disrupted the players that were missing in the final pass and the presence in the box. Uh, what do you think Nuno will change on Sunday, if anything? Gail says um, she wants to see Jota instead of Raul up front with Neto and Podence either side. Worth a shot, question mark. I don't think it'll be that severe, Gail. Joe, what do you think could be the changes or what do you think in formation or tactics or just the, the way that they put their, they set their stall out, do you think we might see on Sunday? I think it's almost impossible to guess now. I really don't know. Yeah. I think we could see we could see the same front three. We could see Jota and Raul. We could see Pudent. If Neto's fit, I think we might see him. We, I think we might even see a Vinagre from somewhere. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? But I would not, I, I, I think it's almost impossible to second guess Nuno going into Sunday after this performance. It's a, it's a lottery. It, it could be anything, really. Um, formation, 3-4-3, 3-5-2. Personnel is a toss-up. It really is. Um, in terms of personnel, again, I'll kind of raise the idea of perhaps playing Powerdance as a number 10, just trying to gauge fan opinion earlier in the week, seeing if there was scout for it. Let me run another idea by you, uh, Nave. See, see what on, you think man. of this. Go on, then, my son. I don't think it will happen, per se. But... You know, you're looking for a player to kind of... I, I, like, I like that you use Per Se, by the way. Per yeah. Se, one of my favourite restaurants in New York, <laughs> if anyone wants to has ever been there, in the Rockefeller Centre. Um, three Michelin star, absolutely delicious, looking out onto, onto um, Central Park. If anyone's been there, then uh, congratulations and well done to you. Carry on. Uh, give me your Mackies instead. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't uh, be in there. You would be in. I guarantee you, <laughs> if we play New York Red Bulls in some World Club Championship, and I'm eating in Per Se... Opposite, Robert, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was there at the same time. He was eating on his own, looking out on the best seat in the house uh, while I was entertaining um, a... No, I've got to be quiet. 
past girlfriend. Um, um, uh, yeah, a few year, a few years ago now. Um, you know, you will be in the Central Park Mackies, and you'll be complaining yeah. of the prices. Oh yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Carry on. Um, ask me a question. That I've got a kind of an idea that I don't think is perhaps the best idea, but it's an idea. Okay. That that you're looking for somebody to bridge the gap between attack and midfield. Yeah. Um, you're looking for someone who's got a point to prove. Okay. Is probably on his last chance. Mm, oh, I don't know. I don't like where you're going with this. No. Hear me out. Okay. We've given him criticism this season because because he has now come on. Okay. Because he has because he has deserved it. Yeah. And he broke lockdown rules. But you've got to think now. Morgan Gibbs White is at last chance saloon. Mm-hmm. St- I'm not saying Everton is the game or whether a start is the game, but maybe half an hour off the bench or something just to see if he actually wants it. You know what I mean? He, he I, kind I, of, I, I know what you're saying. It's a very fair, Joe, it's a very fair point, and I was, be, I was, be, I was be, maybe be, being a bit harsh on you. Yeah, I understand no. what you're saying. Be, because you've got a player here who has not had the season he would have wanted, mm-hmm. who has not had the season that Wolves would have wanted. He's clearly a player that has talent in there somewhere, we need to see at some point. You know, and after that lockdown breach, Nuno said he has trained well, he's responded well. Let's see if he can do it on the pitch. You well, know, it, it, players like him have got to earn their salt and these are this is the crunch time. So if he's if he's ever gonna do it, why not do it now? Well, we've spoken about about the fact that, that maybe Morgan Gibbs White's transition back into the first team would help him with no fans in the stadium rather than going yeah. into a you know a, a real uh, you know thirty thousand plus fans at Bolognese who obviously you know people will, will will let them know what they think of think of the guy. The thing that worries me is that if I if I'm putting my Champions League well maybe not Champions League but Europa League hopes on on a, on a team and an eleven. I don't think I want them on Morgan Gibbs' white shoulders. Now I know no, you say maybe uh, half an hour coming on off the bench yeah. or whatever. Um, I mean, Twitter was was just a an absolute shit show last night. It really was. <laughs> it was. And and they're you know they're laying into players left, right, and centre. If Morgan Gibbs White starts a game or comes on the last half an hour and he's poor, and well, he has had chances in the Europa yeah. League. He has had chances from nowhere. You think what a chance here. What a chance to start against a poor Premier League side or, you know, a side that should be beating the Europa League and he hasn't done it. I just think that if he has another bad game or, or, or somewhere where he's, he's, just, he's just not involved whatsoever, that they're just, it's just going to add to the pressure that's already on him. I, I think he's, for me, he's already passed that. I think they're just integrating back into the side, into the squad, getting playing football again and then bang him out on loan next season. I, I wouldn't do that, but I can understand exactly what you're saying, Joe. Like a point to prove, as in, do you want to, as in, so you're trying to say, not not from a leaving the club point of view, although another big misdemeanour, you you would have to say that his, his future is in jeopardy, his long-term future, but you're saying, look, if you're Nuno, look, Morgan, do you want to be in this, do you want to be in this squad next season, or do you want to be in the Championship playing on loan? Because yeah. here you go, sort it out, here's 90 minutes, 60 minutes or 30 minutes to prove whether you want to be involved in this side, playing European football next year, then really go for it. This this is your time to shine. Is, is it that kind of thing you're looking yeah. at? It? Yeah, yeah it, it's it's last chance saloon. It's do or die, really. It, you know, if, if he's ever going to do it, he's, ter- he's ter- turned 20, he's probably coming 21. Um, yeah, if, if he can, because I just think the attack in midfield has been a, a noticeable gap in the last couple of games. I I haven't really seen a lot of Gibbs White to kind of you know sing his praises. There's been one or two decent performances, but nothing more than that. 
still is an attacking midfielder if you're going to play a 3-5-2, which does seem to get the best out of Jota and Jimenez, and you want to get further up the pitch, he may be able to help a little bit in that respect. I'm not saying he's going to make Wolves into a, you know, a world beater of a team because we that that just hasn't we haven't seen that at all in the past. But Nevers and Matinho were so deep at Sheffield United. You look at the heat map. At t- Tim uh, Tim Space shared the the, the the heat map on one of his articles on the Athletic, and it is ridiculous. They're, they're both they're both in the round half. Never Nevers and Matinho. So you need someone bridging that gap between attack, attack and, and uh, midfield. Whether it's Gibbs White, whether it's a Neto back fit, that three four one two worked a treat at Southampton. How bad what? is the Neto injury? Do you know, Joe? Well, he, uh, Nuno, in kind of typical style, said it was a strong kick against um, Arsenal. He didn't travel to Sheffield United, or at least I didn't see him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be one for Nuno uh, tomorrow in his press conference, but... If it's Neto or if it's Powdense or if it's Gibbs White, I just think there needs to be somebody operating in that hole. Um, Traore would probably start on the bench, I think. Yeah, uh, especially again. with his shoulder as well. With, you especially know, with his shoulder. enough to, to play in the um, game, you want him in half an hour. I think he'll be back to 3 5 2. But 3 5 2, for me, with Dendonka, Moutinho, and Neves in there mm. at the moment, it's just a bit too defensive. Sure, sure. And um, I, I just think maybe Gibbs White could make it a bit more attack minded. Would you could you see Vidagra coming into the side at the expense of Johnny? Or do you think yeah, I think harsh? I could. Uh, uh, no, uh, I, th- I think Johnny had a poor game, and you're gonna have Dean you as well from that left wing back slot, aren't you? Bombing forward as well, so that's gonna have that's gonna have um, you know. Yeah, have to be the, careful of that. Yeah, Coleman likes to get forward, mm-hmm. and yeah, they've got they've got flyers, haven't they? Everton who can you know he will be well be playing right midfield, and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I'd get Vinagre in. I'd, I'd like to see him go for it because when Vinagre is in the team, yes, he does um, make you a bit more shaky defensively, but he certainly gets you up the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great stuff. Right, we're going to have to rattle through these now. Um, Mari Hake, he said, I smoked a fatty this morning and life is good. I hope that's a cigar, <laughs> not some weird sexual innuendo. No, um, that, that is not a cigar. <laughs> it's not? What is it? That's not a cigar. It's not? No. What is it? Is it some sort of weed situation? Yeah, I'd imagine so, yeah. Ah, right, ah, bloody hell, fair play. Do you know, I've never ever... I, I, another, I'll give you a weed story as well. So, <laughs> so um, where was this? Oh, it was, um, I'll tell you what, it was, um, it was a Middlesbrough tour. We had a pre-season tour in Holland. Uh, this was about, goodness <laughs> me, 1996. Ooh. I want to say about 1996-ish. Yeah. Um, Southgate was captain. Uh, we had we played Feyenoord on it, where uh, Mr. Dirk Kuyt, Dirk Kuyt before Liverpool uh, of, of Liverpool fame, he was he was their main man up front. And there was another game anyway as well. And they had, they, it was a dreadful camp we were staying. We were staying with the players. It was awful. Uh, they they couldn't they couldn't leave. It was just it was rubbish. It was really rubbish anyway. So um, the last night they all flew home and we stayed in Amsterdam. So I went to the casino. There's a big casino in Amsterdam. So I went to play poker there. And then some of the some of the some of the journalists who were there, they were wandering around the um, you know the the, the bars and the uh, the districts that you have, the certain coloured districts that are kicking around, oh, having yeah. a little bit of window shopping or whatever. And uh, I'm walking around. I've never ever ever had any weed in my life. Never had it. Never had a space cake. Never had anything like that. But obviously, when you're walking around Amsterdam, and there's there's a few, there's some some uh, quite a few fans. I know, I know Kate Neil Wright live in Amsterdam now. So, but when you're walking around, there's definitely a distinct smell that you can pick up just wandering the streets, Joe. Yeah. Now, me not being, um, you know, very, uh, very, very drug use in my, in my, I never had a cigarette in my life, never even had a puff, to be fair, um, or a drag or whatever. 
And uh, so I'm smelling this smell just walking around, passive, passively smoking, I guess, um, from just, just the smell. Mate, I am high as a kite. <laughs> high as a kite. Just from bridges, from walking. Honestly, 15, 20 minutes, I was all over the shop. My head had gone. I was, I was lightheaded. I felt like I'd had five pints. All just because I was, I was walking and breathing in this weird, um, not, not, not unpleasurable um, smell that was, of course, um, of course the, the wacky backy, as they say. <laughs> Only you. Only me. Only you. Can me? No, no, not going to join in with me. Therefore, your time. Anyway, no. uh, th- uh, he he carries on, Matthew. Saying, I think fans forget we have walked <laughs> the walk to Europa um, this season and still in with a huge chance in the league. So yeah, I mean, you can't be too too down, can you, Joe? It's no. all about, but it's all about bounce back ability. As Ian Derry would say. As yeah. Ian Derry would say, exactly. Uh, Jackie says, feeling bemused. Think Nuno's done a fantastic job in transforming Wolves to where we are now. Hope he stays for a long time to come, but can't understand why he's so reluctant to make use of the subs that he's got. Are they just simply not good enough? Uh, surely they deserve a chance. Is it a trust issue? I think he was just trying to be too conservative, and I think he just got it wrong. Um there is uh, an argument for that. He's only played Vinagra and Pedenza a minute each since the restart. I thought we would have seen more of Vinagra, definitely. Um, we all know what he can do. I mean, Pedenza is more of an unknown quantity, but yeah, we just want to see him over the, co- over the coming weeks. Just need to see more of them. There's a five-sub rule there to take advantage of. Wolves haven't really done it yet. We've got some positives, though. Uh, Lee Smith, a couple of poor, poor performances, but we are six with four games to go, only three points off last season's total, which yeah. you know, is it's incredible, really. They're only three points off last season's total with, you know, with, with a few games to go, uh, with four games to go, and in the, which just shows that, that you know, how hard it is in the league this season they've kept, uh, and how well they've done that. They've kept up uh, with the top sides, as well as playing you know, 51, 52, 53 games so far. It's, it's fantastic. And in the last 16 of the Europa League, this is still a good season, but I think it's clear to take the next step. We need to have more options to come off the bench in impact games. At King Wolf says, and that's it. 12 months ago, if this was offered to you, then we would all have bitten your hand off. Small steps, two forward and one back, but we will get there. We are ahead of schedule in the plan. It's a bump, but not a derailment. Kashmir says, a reminder for, and look ahead, the quarterfinal draw for the Europa League is tomorrow. Never expected that the name of Wolverhampton Wonders would be in it seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, all all very good points. I think, if anything, these last couple of games have just shown, um, you know, you always want to build and you always want to improve. They've, sh- they've shown areas for, for, for improvement in the summer. Um, uh, 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 somebody to compete with Jimenez, how, fingers crossed he stays. And somebody to put pressure on Matinho um, and, and Neves, you know, a, a kind of a more attack-minded midfielder, maybe somebody who can play as a number 10, bridge that gap. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was, it's highlighted areas for more competition uh, and more strength in depth. Roberto says, do you think the squad depth and poor recruitment this season has cost us a rare opportunity at the top four, especially given how the points have been shared out? Um, you know, what, what I would say is that, is that those two, that those wins, win, 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 only got Wolves on the cusp and they weren't in the top four they weren't in the top five they weren't right in there and then dropping out you know they still had a lot of work to do to get into that that select band of four or five teams so it's not as if Wolves have been third or second all season and are dropping like a lead balloon you know they were still from the outside looking in so a little bit of perspective I think you know the recruitment I think has been disappointing in the summer when you look at the teams it just shows you know when they've used such a small squad 
you know, how well they've performed. But I think that time has come now, if they do want to challenge on a consistent basis going forward, that they've got to extend that squad. They've got to get cover for Doc. They've got to probably get another central midfielder in. They've got to get another striker in. They've got to get another central defender in. I thought Saiz didn't have a great game again no, last night. I thought Bolly, even though he's been fantastic, and of course he's going to be a stalwart for years to come, but he didn't have a great game as well. You've got to look at those replacements and you're going to have to spend some money to do that. Yeah, that's the, that's the key. It's, it's getting those replacements, bulking out the squad, making it more competitive and more uh, competition for places. It's, it's a good thing having that competition. Some players haven't really got that uh, player breathing down the neck and uh, that's, some, that's something to sort in the summer, I think. Uh, Richards Zen says, How am I feeling? Well, let's just say I pity the knee-jerk entitled fans who have no real grasp of how the club's building. Jesus, he says. And these, I'll take him at the end of the season, to be fair. And these people have kids... Uh, bet they write them off uh, after one bad homework result. Right. <laughs> no, you can see I, what he's saying, though. Can't yeah, you know no, I mean? no. I, there's, okay, there's, a division, yeah. there's a division in the fans, isn't there? Like you said, you, you, yeah, you kind of like yeah. alluded to it before. Is, that, is the fact that you've got a lot of people who think, look, look where we were a few years ago. Look where we are now. Then you've got others who say, well, if we're going to start challenging on a on a, on a consistent basis, then you've got to uh, be able to take the criticism because you know, you know, Manchester United. I've had dogs abuse over the last few years, and quite rightly so. The recruitment's been disgraceful, and yeah. uh, they've made loads of changes. Man City, I've, 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 can you imagine that? Until this season, Liverpool, you know, they haven't won this title in 30 years, um, yeah. you know, until, until this season. All the top clubs uh, and, uh, will always get criticism from everyone and the fans as well and that's just something I think from the, you know, when, when you're winning games and success and people get used to and blessed with with these incredible results over the years and if you're going to set yourself targets and set yourself goals and folks are going to come out and say we want to win the Premier League in five years time or ten years time or we want to be con- you know perennial contenders then you're going to have to take the good with the bad it's par for the course mm-hmm. it really is if you've got aspirations you've got to set the criticism as well mm-hmm. it's it, that, 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 that's it that's end of story uh, Sing when you're winning uh, Manny Singh says uh, um, always get back on the horse it's gone it's happened there are things that need changing and right now uh, we have the best guy in place in my opinion I think it's very right in saying that you know oh, no God, one I don't think oh. criticising Nuno and saying like oh we, we've had enough of him now he's gone you know I mean Nuno's he gets, gets nine nine decisions correct out of ten They've had a little wobble and the manager has to take some of that blame. And I think I think Nuno does. I think Nuno put his hand up and it'll be interesting to see his press conference tomorrow um, to see what he's got to say. I think after the game it's sometimes very difficult. You know, yeah. he's got he's got other commitments, he's got other duties, he wants to get out, he's hurting. I think when he's had, you know, twenty four to forty hours to think about things, to sit down in front of the press, in front of you know, um for, for twenty, twenty five minutes, I think he's very very measured. I think he'll speak very well. And he often speaks better after a defeat than he does after a win. So it'll be interesting to see the press conference tomorrow, to see what he's got to say. And and answer questions like we I know a lot of people are asking you know well you should ask him about Pudence you should ask him about why he's not starting you should ask him about his tactics after the game straight after the game when he's on a Zoom call and he's got two or three minutes with 25 to 30 media it's probably not the right time you've got to ask a no. few questions and then he's ready to go the time is on Friday the time is when he's had sit, times to sit back to relax to, to enjoy and to analyse and that's exactly what he will do because he would have got home last night he wouldn't have gone straight to bed he would have looked he will have assessed what he did wrong what the players have done wrong and he will be able to answer it um, measured, make measured answers on Friday I think that's when we will be, we'll be able to hear Nuno uh, speak from the heart um, he also says we all make mistakes Manny says uh, so did I I put soya milk in the wife's coffee this morning she hates it it will never happen again oh don't 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 do that, Manny. Don't do that. Although I must admit, I like a bit of oat milk. You're 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 a you're, you're a semi-skim kind of guy, aren't you? Yep. No nonsense, cornflakes. Of course you are. Of course cool. you are. 
Sugar, sugar on your cornflakes, mate? No, 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 no. Just Frosties for you, yeah? I've been having this, like, American-style cereal. Um, it's like peanut butter, sugar-coated stuff. Oh, that sounds so healthy. It's amazing. Peanut butter, sugar-coated? What, it's like a Golden Graham? It's like American-style from Aldi. American-style cereal. So it's not really American, it's American-style. Don't get, don't, don't get confused, it's a style. It, it tastes like Reese's Pieces, but in cereal form. So it's, it's great. Goodness me. Oh, I can imagine the whole grain that's in that cereal. It's like all these people say, oh, I like this yoghurt. I'm getting Greek yoghurt. No, you're not. Read it. Read what's on your tin. It's Greek-style yoghurt. It's still yoghurt. You've got to get Greek yoghurt. You've got to go and get the proper Greek yoghurt. That's you not what's going to make you healthy. That's not going to get you your, your probiotics. That's not going to get you your high-protein levels. It's not. Not Greek-style. Go for Greek. Get your total 0% in your belly. Okay. Uh, a couple of questions. Have a look. Um... You know, people saying about Pudence, uh, the beach says, Beach Banjo says, uh, Dendogra took nearly five months to get into the team. Yeah. Um, you know, opponents could be no different. Johnny Offnight for him, five out of ten. Sometimes he's normally seven out of ten. Give credit to the opposition. These guys are human, not robots. Good. It's a good, 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 uh, yeah. you know, good comparison he makes with Dendonkey. Came back after the World Cup. Um, I think he was a little bit overweight. Nuno wasn't happy. He demands the best, very best from his players. And that's another aspect that you've got to look at is that Nuno will only use players when they are absolutely 100% ready to go. And that's when he, he will... He will put them on, you know. Wolf spent what 10 12 million pounds on Dendonka. I know it was after a season it kicked in or whatever, but at the same time, you know, people don't people now think that's a fantastic deal. But at the time, when you haven't seen him for four or five months, you think, Goodness me, we spent all this money on this guy, and uh, and you know, we haven't even seen him yet. So, Nuno knows, doesn't he? He's not, he's not, he's not afraid to make the big decisions. No, he's not. And in in in, in Nuno's defense, in terms of power dense, it was a difficult time for him to come in, came in late in January. Um, I think they probably wanted to get the deal done a bit earlier than they did, to be honest. I think they would have liked to get it done a week or so earlier. So he came pretty late in January. Then you've got that un- unprecedented break in the season. It's been very disruptive. Um, of course, he's had that trip to Portugal as well. It- it- it's just kind of, when there's been a chance, it's kind of been a bit stop-start. So hopefully, you know, these next few weeks, he can have a chance to make an impact. And fingers crossed, we- we'd love to see one from him. And that's not to say that we're expecting Pudence to come on and, and be a game changer. I think that's very harsh on him as well. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, I think the, you know, the news around getting getting this, getting him ready for this game when he wasn't allowed to, when he was ruled out, kind of makes it. It was a strange one. It was a strange one all round for him not to even take a minute of yeah. this game. I think that's why. Um, I mean, you probably didn't watch. You weren't watching the TV, and thank you to everybody who joined in for my watch along last night. Um, so it was great to see you. Great to have um, people chatting away and asking questions. There, there were some shots of Nuno Joe like, with about twenty-five minutes to go, and you could just see him on the touchdown, and he really didn't just just make expression. He's like, and he was like gritting his teeth and grimacing, and and in talks with his backroom staff, deep talks with with Cathro and and the Portuguese guys, and it's almost like he didn't know. Do we stick or twist here? What do I do? You know, 25 minutes left. Is nil-nil not a bad result? I don't think nil-nil would have been a bad result. If they no. don't concede at the end of that game, it's not the, it's not, wasn't the be-all and end-all. The last thing they wanted to do was lose that game. And of course, that's what happened. And you're going to get that criticism. But if Wolves, if Wolves draw that game nil-nil, of course there would still be people who would be saying, look, we're not playing well. This was a poor result. But it would have given them a little bit of breathing space. This wouldn't have hurt as much, would it? No, it was just the, the fact that it was... You could even before the substitution, you could see that Sheffield United were piling on the pressure, and it only looked like it was going one way. So then, to make that substitution and make it even more defensive, and just kind of admit, right, we're going to sit back and you're going to put even more pressure on us. It was a risky tactic. 
it, it, it was and uh, it just didn't pay off as we saw yeah um, and I'll finish off with uh, John Walters who speaks um, very very well uh, John says uh, top four was always going to be a step too far don't think this season was meant to be our don't forget this season was meant to be our first season in the Premier League huge progress and you look in, you look in the in the yeah. closer map this was supposed to be the, the first the first year so they are way 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 ahead of what they um, what they wanted but you know we, 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 we're used to high standards and, and you can understand you can say you can understand both sets of of fans and the views so far, can't you? Yeah, it it should be in the middle, really. It's hard to get that on Twitter sometimes, to be honest, because <laughs> it's either really one way or really the other way. Just a bit of perspective. It was a disappointing result and performance. The, the you know these past two games have been poor. Now getting away from that, overall picture still pretty good. Meet in the middle, as good and bad. Hopefully, we'll see more good in the coming weeks. Thank you very much for your questions, everyone. Amazing questions today, and uh, you know we could I could have done double or treble that with the people who, who who wrote in. But thank you so much. We will definitely be um, be answering as many as we can uh, after after the Burnley game, which is uh, which is next week, and um, ahead of the uh, ahead of the Palace one on Monday night. So that'll be next Thursday. So we'll we'll go to Everton then, Joe. Uh, uh, we we kind of said before about it's very very difficult to read what Nuno is going to do. Whether he's going to make wholesale changes, whether it's going to be a one or two. I think we might see Jota and Raul up top. Um, yeah. And you say probably try her on the bench. I think if he's fit enough to go with this shoulder, then I think that um, that that would be the right way to go. I, I do think I'm going to try and try and get some more um, some more information on the shoulder as well because you've got to think about that and you've got to think about if these clubs are going to offer massive money. That's an issue. That is yeah. going to be an issue going forward. I could we'll easily talk come about up in a medical. Week. Could easily come up in a medical. Yeah, absolutely. If teams are going to spend 70, 80, 90 million pounds on trial, they're going to know exactly about the shoulder um, yeah. and whether it's going to be a serious issue or not going forward. But, you know, that, that's one to talk about for another day. So, yeah. let's, say Ped, let's say Neto's fit. Let's say Neto's fit. Could you see Neto coming into this side? Or do you think that he will go two up top and he'll have Neto and, and, um, and Triori on the bench, a bit like the, uh, the game against West Ham United? If if I if Neto was fit, I would play him, and I'd play him in the hole um, okay. as, as a kind of a as a three five two. And very dropping si- Moutinho. Yeah, maybe and play Dendonka. I think Moutinho, he had a better game against Sheffield United, but I just think he could perhaps do with one off, mm-hmm. um, just a little bit kind of a rest. He, I mean, he's yeah. played the most games. In Europe, joint mouse games in Europe of anyone this season, fifty-six games yeah. uh, across club and country for for a guy who turns thirty-four in September. So I think it's only natural to expect that he's kind of slowed down a little bit. So yeah, I think I'd go with Dendonka and Neves in in the midfield too, mm-hmm. just because they've got the legs. Neves looks very leggy at the mm-hmm. moment; he's got a zip about his play. If Neto is fit. I'd play him in that number 10 role. I think he has got the combative nature to, to help out in midfield. He's not the biggest, but he has bulked up. I think he can play in there. I think he's happy to have that responsibility uh, and have Jota uh, and Jimenez up front, that that front too. I'd also bring in uh, Ruben Vinagre at left wing back for Johnny. Just just a similar case to Matinho. Had a bit of a poorer game against Sheffield United. He's played a lot of football since the restart. I think he's only came off for like the last five minutes of one game or whatever. I think he could just perhaps do with a little time to get a bit more energy in his legs and then we'll we'll see how he uh, shapes up for Burnley. 
Yeah, you'll have to be careful though as well, because like I say, you've got you've got Coleman going down that right hand side. You've got Richarlison moving from left to right. He's he's you know he can be anywhere really. So from a defensive point of view, he's going to have to watch himself as well. We all know what he's like going forward, and that is great. But he's got to he'll have to he'll have to pull back and be a little bit sensible at times. When you've got someone like Connor Cody at the back telling you where to go, you know that that's the kind of guide that you need, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Connor Cody's kind of got to come to to the form in this game as a as a diehard Liverpool fan, a, a red through and through. He'll be extra keen to kind of get one over Everton and get Wolves back amongst the clean sheets because defensively they've not been themselves the past couple of games. So uh, yeah, Cody will be really up for this one, and uh, you've got to think his organisation. I mean, you hear everything he says when the when the stadiums are empty, but he, that his organisation and his leadership has got to be top-notch really and uh, if Wolves want to get a result So Joe in his Wolverhampton Wanderers it is Everton can Wolves get back in with a win can we have a prediction Pelage uh, I'm going to go 1-0 Wolves 1-0 we'll Wolves 1-0 one, one one Wolves back on it I like it good for, yeah just sneak sneak a win um, I think it'll be tight again as these games have been um, Everton are not to be feared though as that game against Tottenham showed. Hopefully, they will come up with a response. I don't know if this is more, more you know, heart over head telling me it's going to be one nil, but I'll say one nil, and hopefully, it comes true. Yeah, um, it is a difficult one to call here. I mean, I think Dominic Calvert Lewin's had a great season as well. Yeah. He's, he's definitely one who has been quiet last couple of games, but you can't rule him out. I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be a very open game. Um, Someone who doesn't really get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, praise. Mason Holgate's been great for, for for Everton this season. He's a doubt for the game. If he misses the game, then I think that's big for Wolves. Um, yeah, Yerry Mina is ropey. Yeah, you know, he is get, absolutely. Get, and then you've got Michael in. Keane in there as well. I don't think he's he's had a great season either. He's been in and out the side. So I, I'm going to say it's going to be uh, a little bit not as hair raising as the first Premier League game under Nuno when Everton came to town. I think it was the first pre- the first game, unless I'm completely wrong. That was last season. Yeah, last season. Yeah, the f- yeah, a long time ago. Not this season, yeah. but but uh, season before last. And um, I'm going to say it's a bit of Desmond. I'm going to say Desmond 2-2. I'm going to say it's going to be a 2-2 draw. Okay. Um, it's going to be a lot more entertaining. It's going to be a lot more interesting. Uh, but I'm going to say it's going to be a draw and uh, and then hopefully Wolves can go on and win the next two games after that. So, so 2-2 for me. 1-0 towards for you I'm going to have to go Joe edit this podcast get it out and then I'm going down to London because I've got to go to Kings Road to get the dogs a grooming Chelsea baby <sighs> I'll be back for Everton against Wolves so I'm all new I'll see you then from me from Joe have a great weekend take care bye bye <laughs>